us. Ready? Yeah, do it. Good job. Yay! We're professionals. Are we? episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I'm your host, Dara Whitman, and here with me is my lovely co-host. Mm, Kaylin Quilly. Hi. Hey. How's, how's it going? It, how's it going? It's going. We're, how, we're back at it again. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know how many else to add to <laughs> I was just like, here we are. Listen, you've been busy because, you know, you're writing the great American novel. It's true. Uh, we, well, yeah, this is going to air. The, we're going to show this this month because it's November. It's probably going to come is... on next, next week. Yeah, ah, good for you and your quick editing thing. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, yes, it's National Novel Writing Month, which I participate in every year. It's my 11th year participating. Um, and so I spend my entire November um, writing 50,000 words because I hate myself. Yep, and um, it's going to win the Pulitzer Yeah, and that one gold medal thing that you see on children's books. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be. It's, what uh, is that called? I've, mm, the Goldberry? The gold. I don't know. I just remember seeing Newberry, Newberry gold. I just remember seeing it in elementary school, and I don't really feel like looking it up. And like that's me. Like, oh, we're about to read something that's that's supposed to teach me a lesson about life. Um, like that time we had to read On My Honor on school. That was a. Ter- I hated what was that. that? Book. Um, so okay, On My Honor was one of those books with the little with the, the, the seal on the front, um, and it was about this like kid who's kind of a pushover, and his like friend who's like, you know. That it does whatever he wants, brings him along. It's like, hey, let's go down. <laughs> oh my god! So, hey, let's go down to the river um, and swim in the river, even though the river has like a really crazy current to it. They're like, this is a good idea. Um, and then the friend dies, um, gets lost in the river, swept away, and then the kid has to figure out how he's going to tell his parents that his friend that they broke the rules and now his friend is dead. Um, so I had to read that in school. That didn't fuck me up in any way whatsoever. So yeah, there we are. That's that. That was that was on my honor. How to read that in the fifth grade? So anyway, <laughs> that's my life. Um, what reading Olympics? No, just in class. Did you have reading Olympics? Mm-hmm. The they had the worst books. I the, I had I was in the reading Olympics, um, but the reading Olympics was just like three of my friends and only like one read the books and the rest of us just showed up for the reading Olympics and all the other reading Olympics teams had like cool shirts and stuff. Um, yeah, we did not. We we did not have any cool shirts. Um, we it was just like it was just five of us and they we got to go on a on a bus to the thing and then the news crew came in right to like do like a little like you know, 30 second package on the thing. And, and so when it was on the news that night, they panned the camera across the room and stopped just short of us on the pan. (laughs) I think it was because we didn't look, we didn't have any cool shirts, but we did terribly, but it was a good time. I was going to say, my team was actually pretty big, not going to lie, but I hated all the books. No, I like, no, I think because I read, for some reason, the fourth a series of unfortunate events was in the list, and none of the other ones were. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked that series. And then a book that uh, Henry Winkler wrote. Okay. And that was actually interesting. They were it was like a, they were like kind of like dumb comedy books, but like for kids. So nice. they actually, but then everything else sucked. Like I think there was like one book that I read where the there was like a family, mm-hmm. and they went up the canal, and then they went back. The end. Wow, that sounds like a great book. No, um, I forget. I uh, I just tried to read a book on the Dust Bowl, but I got through two pages of it. I was like, "Oh, it's dusty, and everyone is sad." 
it's like great this is a this is a really tantalizing story here um it was yeah it did not do well in the reading olympics but that's we have we been talking for like five minutes we have not gotten to what we actually here to talk about today pushing daisies pushing daisies <laughs> um that was a that was a good discussion we're though. back and we are on the second and final season yay <laughs> that's some mixed emotions there because it's like next new season yay but then it's like but then it's like I keep hearing like rumors about it. revivals, but I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen. What, did, did, what, did, who told me? Did I read this on the internet? Or did you tell me that they're trying to make a musical? I think I might have told you. You may have told me, but like that that would that would be a, a good revival of that. Yeah, but I don't know how many of the cast members can sing besides Kristen Chenoweth and Ellen Green. <laughs> but as far as well, I mean, just like in general, not even have to bring back the actors or anything. Just like yeah, as like a, a fun way to like. You know, bring back. I just feel like all the actors are into doing it, and like I wouldn't mind like a special, yeah, thing. Yeah, like Who a knows? special would be good. All right, but we're on season two, yay! And we are going to talk about episode one. Biz, biz. There's several. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, eight Z's, eight Z's, and then ep- season two, episode two, circus, 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 circus. All right, so let's start with the season there's premiere, two circus. Well, there's one circus. There's one circus, but two circus. <laughs> but is it? All right. So let's yeah. do an episode recap. So basically, we kind of get a, a little bit of a season one recap. Yeah, basically, here's what you missed on Pushing Daisies. Which hopefully you remember uh, Ned can bring the dead back to life for one minute. And if they're long, alive longer than a minute, somebody else dies. Yeah. If he touches the dead body again, the person again, then they die forever. Mm-hmm. And so that sucks. So yeah. that happened. And he finds that out through his mother and his best friend slash love interest's father. Yeah. Good times. It's traumatizing. Traumatizing. Yay. And then he gets sent off to uh, boarding school uh, because his dad's a dick. Yeah. And then his life kind of sucks and he's alone. And then Chuck is raised by her aunts. Yeah, her right. <laughs> <laughs> strange familial relations. And they get her bees? Bees as a way to cope. I mean, not the worst. Bee not keep, the worst. It's, keeping, it's a productive hobby. I like hunting, and I'm not that terrified of bees. In this sense, a bit. Right. Bees do some scary things in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, And then years later, uh, well, Ned also, we learned he copes by making pies, yep. and then he grows up, and he Runs the pie hole, which is a rush mom and pop diner where you yeah. get only get pie and coffee and ice cream. Yeah. Oh. And then he, we don't really get like the backstory about the whole detective thing, but you know we know that's a thing thing. And then uh, Chuck gets murdered, and then Ned wakes her up, and so they're together, but they can't touch. So and that then, that's the show. And then so then from the finale to now, we're jumping. Time. I think I think it was said that it was months. They said it was months. I don't know, like, is it spring now? Well, clearly they're outside and it's not cold out. Yeah, I would say probably in the spring months. Okay. And then we find out uh, some of the methods that Ned and Chuck are using in order to not, like, accidentally bump. Right, because they live together. And so they have to make sure that they don't accidentally, like, pajong. So Ned's got slippers pajong. with bells on them. Yes. And then they just, like, say stuff. And then Digby being the good dog helps. Yes, Digby is good dog. Yes, good boy. 
And then we also found out that because of some, like, I guess, like, the weather, uh, Chuck's bees die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happens in the bees. But the bees die. And I think, like, Chuck's saying, like, we can't get other bees, which, like, I'm not sure how legal, I mean, like, they're already doing this illegally. Yeah. They... So maybe it's not the best idea to get new bees. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're like, we just bring them back to life by just pouring them on Ned when he's, like, basically half naked. Just about naked. As naked as you can get for, you know, network, network television. television. Yep. And uh, Chuck's a bit worried about, like, because uh, they have the discussion about, like, who's going to die after the minute. And, like, we said, like, it's basically equal life forceness that causes. Right. So a, a, bringing back a bug won't kill a human. Yeah. So, but there's a water bug infest- infestation. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Hopefully that'll take care of that. Yep. And then they do that. And then, hooray, all the water bugs die. We still don't bring back Chuck's father because reasons. Because that would probably be traumatizing oh it would it would yep but all the bees are back to life mm-hmm. yay yay and then what happens um there's like a little bit with olive but we're gonna we'll get to her later oh we, <laughs> i'm excited to talk about that part but yes later so let's go to emerson yay he's, emerson he's making a pop-up book he's a, he's a fan of knitting and pop-up books and also solving crime. And money. But mostly. But yeah, mostly money, knitting, and pop-up books. But uh, some guy runs into uh, his uh, office, and his mm-hmm. name is Dusty Fitz. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't sure. Like, he, he just seems like a nice, like, a little. He's such, he's like an innocent little. He's just, he's just he's, a simple fellow. He's a simple fellow. But he is, he is worried about, um, so his wife's dead. Yes. And his wife's name is Kentucky, and he was just thinking that his wife was having an affair mm-hmm. because he was eavesdropping. Yeah, because he heard some things while eavesdropping because he has a tendency to do that. So he thinks that that's probably what got her killed, and uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So let's so we meet Kentucky, and uh, she was the number one bee girl at Betty's Bees. Betty's Bees, a place for bees. Well, they sell stuff with. They sell honey. bee-related things. The honey. Yes. Yes. The whole thing. Very. But, yes. Including- oh, wait, 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 wait. Tragic mistake. What? Betty's Bees. Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> Betty's Bees trademark. It's trademark. Yeah. Betty's Bees. You love that gag, don't trademark. you? I thought, <laughs> I don't know why that gets me, but it's, I think, sometimes adding trademark to things is just very funny humor to me. Yep. Um. So... Yeah, so that's what that is. And then we find out Kentucky got stung by a bunch of bees and is dead. Yeah, that's she died by getting swarmed by bees. It's terrifying. I keep wondering, I guess, like, if the bee stings at a certain point, it could kill you? Or is it like, man, I don't know. Like, what? I guess I'm wondering, like, how does a bunch of bee stings, like, a ton, like, murder you? Oh, it can, because it, it, they are, like, injecting something into you. But like one's not gonna. I guess like, yeah. I think like it's a venom, but not like. But like one bee thing isn't gonna kill you. It's just yeah. gonna hurt. Unless you're allergic. D- then yeah. Then you might just die. I think I knew. I think I think his can- counselor said she was allergic to bees, but got stung a lot and is fine. I mean, there's varying degrees of being allergic to something. Okay. Don't forget your epipen, kids. Yay. Blue to the sky. So and drive it in the thigh. Uh yeah. That's how you do it. Yep. So then we get, so we meet Kentucky and she's stu- looks stung by a lot of bees. Oh, it's, it's, it's unsettling. I looking. will say this because we were talking about some of the CGI, which is not great. Yeah. 
on this show, but I feel like most of the money went to the makeup. A lot of it, yeah, yeah. The makeup and set design is like where the the budget goes. CGI is not great, and it gets pretty unsettling looking. Mm-hmm. It gets like pretty un- uncanny, especially like later in this episode. Um, but the, the 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 work that goes into making these people look like they did in a very died in a very strange and unusual way is pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, ooh, very unsettling looking. So then we meet Kentucky, and we yeah. find out that uh, her husband has a problem with eavesdropping, and that she wasn't having an affair, right? But she was sabotaging yeah. Betty's bees. Mm-hmm. So, and she didn't want her husband to find out because then her husband would worry. Yeah, because you know that kind of thing. But then I love the bit where she like talks about like what happened, like that she couldn't see the person's face, and it was just like some kind of bee thing, and the way they describe it, and like the music, and like Ned's face. The uh, the, the the horror of Ned's like reaction to the story of like it's like a little kid hearing a ghost story, just like his reaction is so funny. Like, and there's something like over the top comical about it, and I I really I really like that. Um, just his horror of hearing about this bee monster. Um, yeah, yeah. Ned's a little excessive in this episode, but it's like kind of funny. Yeah, like I think he's a little like little, he's a little extra in this episode, but it's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, Ned's got a lot going on, and then we find out that she, uh, Kentucky, sabotaged Betty's beats with a lot of might. A lot of might. Ding. Might. Ding. We'll get to it. And then a bunch of bees come out of her mouth. And then yeah, and then a bunch of. Then the bees were inside of her the whole time, and there's a bunch of bees in her mouth. You didn't like that? Oh, that's a that's a straight up horror movie. Scene. I mean, I didn't like that either. So, yeah, not a huge fan. Um, so they go back to the pie hole and they're trying to figure out a way to like get into Betty's bees to kind of figure out what's going on. And they have a new job for a bee girl. Mm-hmm. So we know one girl who knows a lot about bees. Yes. So we get Chuck in there, although Ned's kind of. Iffy. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want her to get killed by the bees. Get killed by the bees or get or get found out. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of factors that could end in some not great ways. Um, but then we get so then we go to Betty's Bees and Chuck gives an interview and she's with not Betty B not Betty from Betty's Bees. I don't know if we know Betty's last name. The B? Sure. Betty B from Betty Bees. Betty uh, but she's being interviewed by Woolsey Nichols, played by French Stewart. Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Did you ever got watch it. that? I know what it is, but I haven't seen we it. We should watch. That's like a show that's like a gen, like it's a sitcom, but it's like genuinely hilarious. Oh yeah, because like well, they're like well, that's got also like John Lithgow and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like baby yeah. just, and they're like aliens, and they come to Earth, and then like like a, that's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. So they're like not understanding human life, and then John Lithgow's just hilarious. Nice, very good. So. And we find out that Wilson Nichols owned a different company and then bought out Betty's Bees. Mm-hmm. And that um, they were going to, and Kentucky was actually going to be the face of Betty's Bees and not Betty because Betty's old. Betty's an old hag because she's in her late 30s. <laughs> late 30s. Uh, but it's funny if it wasn't an actual thing that happens in the industry. Ah. It's, so, it's sad. Yes. Ageism and sexism it's together. Both. Combined with your powers combined. I'm a piece of shit. Yep. You're cursing a lot today, aren't you? I am. I didn't mean to. I, I wasn't feeling cursing, but it's just, it came out. You okay? I'm good. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to touch you. Thank you. Um, so then Chuck decides to, like, spy a bit mm-hmm. to find some stuff. She finds a key, and then also she finds Betty in a closet. Yeah. And that's, did you know that was Betty? 
Uh, she looked familiar. Missy Piles? I think that's how you say her last name. Uh, what has she been in? Been, she's. Been, let me look it up. I'm sure. Like yeah. I, it's one of those things. Like once you tell me, I'm like, oh, duh, I'm an idiot. But like she's like a character. She's, she's been in like a lot. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball. She was great sister three in Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, who is she in Dodgeball? Uh, the the that I think she was like that weird looking. Oh yeah. German. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know she. I just remember because yeah, I was thinking like she was in Gone Girl and she was like the Nancy Grace type. Okay. But uh, I think she might be known. Let me see. Yeah, I think she's like one of those people like you've seen her definitely in a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah, because she has a very long list of credits. Yes. So she put Betty's bees, and uh, she's kind of like definitely upset about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, she's not. She's she's taking it with a level of grace, just perhaps not. She's still like pretty peeved. To be though. fair, yeah, she's say, they're saying that she can't be the face because she's old. Yeah, it's kind of BS. And it was a it it wasn't as um yeah we find out later that it was a hostile takeover yeah, it wasn't as a, a clean merger as it you would have thought yeah so that's kind of her thing and uh, she's also upset that probably because that Chuck is spying in her office and that she took over for like they got the they just hired somebody new right after their last bee was murdered right so yeah but just more so just the work of not the not not a problem with the first Zoom interview it's just. A very efficient HR department. <laughs> yeah, so then we're thinking, like, was Betty, are we thinking, like, it was Betty the killer now? Because was she upset mm-hmm. about the whole, like, this person's taking over me, I'm going to kill her now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we do learn about Betty, like, later, about, like, how she, like, loves bees and, like, is really into this and then that whole thing. And now her life feels like it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And also we want to get the key back. Yes. Got because the- that might go to somewhere. Because that's important. Yes. Um, so, and then later on we also, so we basically now think that either it was Betty or Woolsey, because, mm-hmm. because that's where all the motive would We also be. know about the sabotage. Yes. The sabotage. I'm like forgetting stuff, this is going all over the place. That's okay. So basically, so if Woolsey knew about the sabotage, would he have murdered for that? And Mr. doesn't think so because of like business stuff? Because, yeah, because if you are like... The owner of like the very large corporation, like you don't solve your problems with murder, you just like lawsuit the hell out of them, right? Um, which and that's how you get your money. So like you know, and I think Emerson's right there in the sense that more so in that case, like petty murder seems like it would be something for people who don't have the resources to do anything else. But if you have the business resources, then why would you need to murder? Right. But right now the plan is we've got Chuck in Betty's bees and she's going to try to find out some stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, then like, it's like her first job. It's ever. her first job. Yeah. That like, that technically she got under false pretenses, but still. Ah, it's fine. It counts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, do you want to talk about Olive for a little bit? Do we want to talk about the Olive stuff? Can, can we? There's a lot because this. We'll start, we'll go with, we'll start with the beginning of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Olive's going through a lot. Olive is having some some issues because she's got all these secrets, a lot, a lot on her shoulders, and she's still into Ned, um, which I thought was more resolved by this point. But it feels like they brought it. Well, back. Kind of, I think it's a thing of like, I mean, she. I think she just kind of like said she was over it, but wasn't actually. But that wasn't actually over it. It happens. It happens. Let's be fair. It happens. Um, but I think, I think it was also kind of like a thing of like. 
she fully made it known and then realized it wasn't going to happen, but still, like, didn't. I don't think she actually ever got over it. Mm-hmm. So that's the secret she's keeping about for her. But then she's also keeping the fact that Chuck's still alive. She's keeping that from Lily and Vivian. And the fact that Chuck was dosing pies with mood enhancers and yeah. that other secret about, oh, wait, Lily's Chuck's mother. Yeah, that's a whole thing. So that she's keeping a lot in. And, like, yes. She's got a lot. And also we found out that Lily banished them from the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of said in just like a narration. It's like because it's never a scene that we see as far as like um Lily actually like coming to her senses that she like revealed a secret to like an actual person and yeah. not her weird figment of her own imagination and then was like pretty freaked out about it and then just like kicked her out. And we only mm-hmm. it's only just like a brief line that is said. It's like when she was banished from the house. And then that's when we also realize that it's been months and she hasn't been back in months. Yeah. So, like, I know you remember the reveal from the season finale about yes, that. Yes. So, like, the questions, like, I remember, like, I was thinking of tapping of, like, so why didn't, so why didn't Lily raise Chuck at all? Mm-hmm. And, like, made a think it was her aunt. Right. And why can't Vivian find out? Like, what's the big deal with that? We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we kind of get that. Because I'm thinking, later. like, yeah, like, why did, like... Why does it, I mean, is it the step-sibling thing? Because I feel like that's not a giant, I mean, it's an issue. Right. But it's not, like, the world's worst issue. Right, yeah, correct. So that was my thinking of, like, and then also, like, we're Chuck and, not Chuck, uh, Charles and Lily, like, in love. Like, what's, like, what's the story? Right, like, what's, where, what's the story? What's the scoop? But anyway, so Vivian decides that she wants to find out what's going on. So her and Lily go to the pie hole. They get out of the house. Yeah, they get which is a big deal. Because that's a big deal. Yeah. But also Chuck's got to hide. Uh, <laughs> and she's very good at doing that. Is she? She tries her best. I mean, like, everybody's trying to help Yeah. in a way. And then Ned's also just, like, standing there half time just like. <laughs> and then. Ned's trying to process all of this. And then all of at this point, it's just like, she's about to burst. Mm-hmm. And then she just screams. Uh, the this the build up and the delivery is so great because Olive is just like I've got something to say and I'm gonna say it to all of you and she, Olive is like so like just just at her limit and I just I don't know why this scene is just so great to me, um, but it really is because she's like at her limit and then she, but she knows that she can't reveal and she wants to but she knows that it's better if she doesn't. Um, so her response is to just scream. Um, and like, I feel like we've all been there, right? Where we're like, mm-hmm. I think I just want to scream now. Um, so it's just, it's, it's great. The whole, the whole like build up and the payout is just really fun to me. So I really like this scene. Um, and just like, I feel, I just like feel for Olive cause I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. Cause she's, yeah, cause she's been burdened with like all of this knowledge for somebody who's just like, you know, just kind of like plucky. Mm-hmm. So like, she's not meant to be like the secret keeper, but here she is, um, being the secret keeper and, um, maybe it's, maybe it's taken a hold. It's hold a little bit, a little bit. Yep. So then she says she's going to, she's quitting mm-hmm. the pile. She wants to move out. Yeah. And I kind of like, it kind of, kind of, I think like a little bit of shows like that Ned does care about all because like he's really, he's like upset. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like good for her. Like get out, like get out of there. Sometimes you just got to re- remove yourself from the situation. She And then she decides to go somewhere where there's like hills and they're alive. With the, the sound, sound of you. We can't we can't do Julie Andrews. Um no. Or Chris and Chenoweth. Nobody can. No. Ah, man. 
wonderful ladies. Um, but like, okay, so <laughs> do you have questions about this? I it was very weird because like the, like the next time we see Olive, she's recreating the opening scene of uh, Sound of Music, um, which even, is like fine. I think they mentioned, but even like the costumes, kind like the oh yeah, not like I mean the colors are like the style is basically it, yes no it's like it's we're we're very close to like a shot for shot remake on that but listen um, you're in a nun you, you decide to go to a nunnery yeah you have Chris and Chenoweth who can hit the Julie Andrews high notes yeah she can of course you're, of course you're gonna do it has she ever played Maria I keep interrupting you but I keep thinking this I don't know Neither do I. Okay, continue. So, but, like, but okay, so I, like, I was kind of put off by this at first because, like, the scene, like, the last scene at the pie hole, like, ends with, where there's Olive, where are you going to go? And she's like, I don't know. And then Liz's like, I know. And I'm like, am I supposed to know? Am I, like, was I, is it, was this, is this a clue to something that, like, I should have known? Because mm-hmm. I have, like, no idea. Um, I don't think that was the case. No. Um, but, and, and so it was, like, it was a very... Um, weird thing at first because I know like um, Pushing Daisies is kind of like whimsical and it does some like silly things sometimes but like this felt like a little like too like out there and so I was just like what? And then at first it just felt like they were doing like a put her on a bus moment where they just like bye Olive. Um, oh you thought she was going to be like gone forever? Not gone forever but like gone for a significant amount of time or, or, like it just felt like a like a really like cheap way to like write somebody off a show but like we they don't. Yeah. I mean, they don't. But, but it keeps coming back, so it was fine. But like initially, I was kind of put off by it because I'm like, this feels like very out of left field. Like it felt very out of left field at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I'm not. This is a, a little much. Um, but like I think they they work it in later to be more of something. Um, but like initially, I was very thrown off. By okay. It. Yeah, I got. I don't know if I was thrown off. I just kind of thought it was like. Like fun, I'm like okay. Oh yeah, no, it's it's silly and it and. But apparently, silly. also like thirty miles away from the pie hole, there's a nunnery. <laughs> is is that where? It, are they I don't not, know, like in Europe. No. <laughs> Even funnier. I don't know if that. No, that's not sport. Because like, I mean, no. That's so weird. Also, because like, if you remember, like the one shot in the next episode, Lily drove. Oh uh, yeah. So. <laughs> no, we're still in America. This is so weird. The the. Relation of geography and chronology is very, very weird in this show. Well, you're thinking about it. So the answer is, don't think about it. But she moves, also moves out with all of her stuff. And um, except for her plants. She is. Yeah. But uh, she, it's paid off to the end of the year. And Chuck kind of wants to move in. Like, mm-hmm. and live alone. Because she's never lived alone before. Yeah. It's a, it's a step for her. It's a step for her. And I'm like, good for you. Ned's kind of like, eh. He's kind of weirded out by it. He's kind of freaked out. But don't be freaked out. I, I like, am kind of, like, fascinated by Ned's psychology because, like, something... Because I think, like, the way, like, he does act, kind of, it could come off as sexist, but, like, I don't think it is. It It's very easy to read it as It's that, very though. easy to read it as it's, sexist. I personally don't think it is because, like, of everything we know about Ned. I don't think it... I don't think the intention is there, but I, it's very easy to read it as, like, a the man is trying to have control and I think that I think it's if you read it that way I don't think you're wrong necessarily mm-hmm. but I don't that's not necessarily where the intention is but you can definitely read it I as think in can, like man wants to control what lady doing I think it's just more like 
Ned's been alone for a majority of his life. Yeah. And then finally somebody comes into his life and it makes him like, ha- like he didn't like being alone. Mm-hmm. Like he never had a human connection, which like we need. Yeah. And it, then finally he gets that. He attachment issues. <laughs> I think it's more, I don't think it's sexism. I think it's attachment issues. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just always like, I was like, I think it was more like I was wondering if people read it as sexist mm-hmm. and not attachment issues. I, that, that was a very like knee jerk reaction of being like, mm. calm down, buddy. Calm down, buddy. I just, yeah, I never get that vibe from, like, Brian Fuller stuff, in a mm-hmm. way. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, other stuff, like, you can. Yeah. But. Right. I don't know. And, yeah. So. But Chuck's moving out. Oh. Next door. So it's moving fine. Out. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Just, it's they're right there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I mean, like, you can't gonna, you're not going to wake up to her right there every day. But, like, you know. But, like, you just, like. Hello. It's, like, French. It's. <laughs> what? No, remember they said, she said it was like, it's French. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wonder, like, that would actually be helpful with marriages if, like, you've lived separately. I think in some cultures, they, like, I mean, it's not required in all cultures for husband and wife to, like, sleep in the same room. It's not even required in this culture. It's just, That's true. It's just, I mean, it's, like, the expectation. You don't have, it's the expectation, but, like. You don't have to. I think I've just heard of, like, some couples, and by some couples, I mean Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> would say, like, they live apart for, like, a few days out of the week, and I'm like, that doesn't sound terrible it's all it's all about healthy communication that's fair pushing daisies pushing daisies so that happened and i think and ned's a bit uncomfortable with it but he kind of gets better throughout the episode because most of the time it's kind of like ned acts that way and then he learns a lesson yes yes he's growing as a person because then because later on like vivian comes in alone Mm -hmm. to the to the house or to the pie hole. To the pie hole. And talks about like all the stuff and she's like really upset because Vivian left like or not Vivian Lily left because mm-hmm. of the whole nunnery thing. Mm-hmm. So it's all so like and then Vivian's just alone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so yeah, that's the olive kind of chunk of for a little bit. We'll get to the other reveal that comes up later. Yeah, yeah. But we're back to uh, Betty's bees and Betty Bees. We found we talked to Dusty about like, the fact that it wasn't an affair. Mm-hmm. But uh but and then like they talk about the sabotage, and then Dusty's confused because he was like, "But Kentucky and Betty were really close, like they were like right. sisters." Yeah, they wouldn't want to kill each other. So that's kind of like, a, so that's kind of something in there. Um, he then has to go to the bathroom and cry like a man. <laughs> Chuck's like, "No, it's okay." And we Emerson's like, "No, no, you suck it up and go to the men's room and cry like a man." Um, <laughs> and then also like funny. Ned's trying not to be like. Like, letting Chuck do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. In a way, he's not trying to, like, be weird or anything about it. He's being a little weird. He's being a little weird, but God bless him, he's trying. He's trying. Despite the fact that he later goes in and gets a job as a temp. Yeah. From Happy Times Temp Agency. <laughs> uh, and it's, like, because it's funny, because we forgot to mention that uh, Chuck has, like, a little, like, B-pin that has a microphone on it. Mm-hmm. And that Emerson can hear it, and at some point he's just, like, saying, like, when they do this, he's like, he is stalking you. <laughs> Which he, like, kind of is. Like, a little bit. Or is it good old-fashioned chivalry? Both. You decide. I say it's both. It's a little bit of both. Anyway. So, that happened, and mm-hmm. uh, also, so then... That's like the next day, and then um, Bet and Betty and Ned leave, and then Chuck does some more snooping and finds the key, and then also a man of made out of bees. Yes, somebody made out of just 
bees. That's terrifying. It's all bees with like these like big green eyes. With, like, Are they but green? It's, like, yeah. Okay. That's 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 how you can tell like who's who based if you like keep watching and see like look at the eye color. Um, so that's part of what gives it away. Okay. Um, but it's <laughs> but it, but it's like CG bees, and it's like no. It's it makes it so much worse. It makes it so much scarier. Yeah. Ah. And then we cut to the commercial, and then we come back, and we see Ned and Emerson walk into the Betty's office, and there's just Chuck covered in bees. Chuck is in a prison of bees. That's terrifying. That's scary. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. nope. And then she kind of points to the window. Yeah. And like, and the, or the door. Mm-hmm. And then she spits out like a hexagon thing with a queen bee like in a little, it. A little capsule, and it happens to have the queen in it, and that's why they were swarming her, because the queen was inside her. I guess you could, I guess the bees can hear through the the thing? Probably, I'm assuming. Okay. They they just know. Yep. It's their special bee way. So we find out that basically, that's how they made the bee man, because he would have the thing in his mouth, so then he spit it at Chuck, mm-hmm. and then Chuck, whose mouth was open because she was screaming, as one would. Ah. Just like it fell into her mouth, and she just like stayed still, and then just let the bees swarm her. So weird. Such you and died, which is apparently what Kentucky didn't do. Mm-hmm. Hence the dead thing. Mm-hmm. So I think like they're and before that we saw like a picture of Betty's be- Betty with like a beard. Yeah. So they're kind of like, eh. They're like they're like well, if she's able, if she was able in her youth to like form the bees in a certain way, why wouldn't she not be able to do that as an adult? It makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then they decide they're going to head over to the bee house because that's where the key matches is like the same number. We're going to go there. Right. Um, so before we do that, let's finish up with Olive's stuff. Oh, yeah. So she's at the nunnery and they give away all of her possessions, which is what you do at a nunnery. So we're just going to say this. If you only plan to stay at a nunnery for like a temporary time, Put your stuff in storage. Put, get a nice storage unit. Ask a friend. To hold all your stuff, and then you won't lose it all. Yeah. Like you do. Like you do. And uh, Mother Superior is, uh, I guess I was kind of wondering, also with the costumes, like the habits looked Yeah, they're, they're like weirdly, they're like very stylized in a way that's probably not super exactly Catholic. Um, but, yeah. They, anyway. They look, they look like... Um, Coffee filters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so then, and then Mother Superior kind of thinks also that Olive is pregnant. Yeah. Because of who brought her. Mm, so which, we find out. Which clues us in on a thing. That Lily gave birth to Chuck at this nunnery. Yes. And then also, um, Lily's been staying at the nunnery just to make sure that Olive doesn't run away. Mm-hmm. And all of that, and uh, they talk a bit more, and Olive kind of asks, like, why does it matter if, like, Vivian doesn't know? Yeah. Then we get what's, another drop, secret the, drop. What's the big deal? Um, Vivian and Charles Charles were engaged. Oh! <laughs> you good? <laughs> big yikes. Do you have questions? Big yikes. It's more of, like, it's more of, it's not, it's less of a, huh? And it's more of, like, a, who? Oh. Like a, like a, like a, like a, like the step siblings were engaged. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. I get, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I find it like that weird if like step siblings were engaged, especially if they didn't grow up together. Right. Right. I mean, like, look, we all accept clueless. <laughs> we, <laughs> and life with Derek. <laughs> Did they get together? No, but they were dating in real life. So they had weird sexual tension during the show. Oh, 
But that's like, that's not even the same thing. It's not even the same thing, but still. Um, that doesn't, that's fine. It's fine. Um, I didn't even know that. Because I'm like, they did not date on the show. I barely watched the show. No, they did not. But they were together in real life, so like they had, they had a weird chemistry on the show. <laughs> um, but I that's going to happen. I'm not sure if that's why it got canceled or not, but like, I why think would it get canceled because of that? Because it was like it was a kid show where the, where the siblings were like like kind of into each other, so like it's kind of weird. Okay, step lip siblings, but I think people were still a little weird. But you that. have young adults on the show. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, the Brady Bunch. Um. So <laughs> any. <anyway, so, laughs> uh, Wasn't it like Perry Naidu played the oldest brother? Didn't he like hook up with Florence Henderson at one point? I think I read that somewhere. I don't. I know. I know they were hook. They were hooking up with. I don't know who was hooking up with who, but I know people were hooking up with each other. I know um, the dad didn't hook up with anybody, but no, like, no. I think the mom did. Anyway, but they're all consent. Whatever. Ugh. Everybody's consenting adults. It's fine. Right. So, um. But also, okay. So Charles and Vivian, who did not grow up together, as we established, yes, were engaged. Yes. And then Charles, Charles cheated on Vivian with Lily, and she got pregnant. Yeah. With Chuck. Yes. So that's why Vivian can't find out. Yes. And they also, like, ended... Anyway. So that's a story. Yeah. It's turned into a soap opera. It, it really has. This is a great this is a great telenovela here. Yes. Um, you good? So I'm great. I'm having a great time. <laughs> it just keeps... It keeps escalating. And, and it just keeps escalating. Um, but anyway, here we are. Yes. At the nunnery. So I think that was all that uh, the major things that happened in the nunnery in this episode. In this like. episode, yeah. So that dropped, and then we cut back to the bee house, and there's a bunch of bees. The, they, so yeah, so because um, Betty Betty's bees trademark. She came from. She started beekeeping as a child. Yeah, and I think we forgot to mention that the reason that they, there was a buyout of Betty's bees was that there was a colony collapse. Mm, yeah, a lot of mites, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. A lot of mites. Both. Yes. So that so, yeah. So that's basically why that they had to sell it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's why they had to sell it, but well, it's like a it's like abandoned now. No, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the house is abandoned. No, but I'm kind of thinking. No, I'm kind of thinking because the way you figure out what happened with the sabotage was I don't. I think they just got bought out. It wasn't because mm-hmm. of a colony collapse. Yeah. So then they got bought out, and the Kentucky and Betty decided to set. We're going to sabotage, essentially Woolsey. Right. With infected bees, and then they were going to take all of the bees mm-hmm. into this house. So that's the plan. And then now we're, like, making probably, like, Woolsey did it because he was upset about this. Because he probably found out about the sabotage. Mm-hmm. So then he killed Kentucky. And uh, we found that with Betty. And, like, so Betty and Kentucky working together. Betty did nothing wrong. Well, she stole her bees? Yeah. Did she do anything wrong? Not super. I mean, like she, they, they did infect a hive, yeah. With infected bees, yeah. Okay, but, but definitely less wrongdoing than other wrongdoings that were done, like murder. Yeah, murder. So we found out that Woolsey was in love with Kentucky, and that's why I wanted to make her the face. Mm-hmm. Also, probably a bit of ageism and sexism. Yeah, definitely in there, but mostly because he was obsessed. Yes, and then he found out about the sabotage, and then killed Kentucky. Yep. The end. But then we also found out that. Uh, but then he tried to kill Betty. He did try to kill Betty, but didn't because it was Chuck. Because it was Chuck. So that no murder that day. Yep. And then Betty uh, opens up the honey house, mm-hmm. trademark. Trademark. With Dusty. Mm. So good. So, you know, they do that. Nice. 
And then we kind of, I think that's like basically the end of the episode. We kind of see that Emerson's working on his pop-up book, yeah. which is not just a pop-up book. If it gets published, it might be a way to for somebody to find him. For somebody to find him. Lil, Lil Miss Gumshoe. Lil Gumshoe. Lil Gumshoe. I wonder who that could be. Um, we find out that Ned got all of Chuck's stuff, like her books and her special pillow, and put it into her apartment, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, to make, like, a home for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Olive's still in the nunnery, and she's got a pig. Oh, yeah. Pigby. Pigby. <laughs> I love the pig. It's a truffle-sniffing pig. Yep. Uh, Lillian was actually, was that in the next episode? It might have been. All right, well, and then, so, I think, yeah, so that's basically the episode. Um, I don't know if anything else, else happened in the episode. Oh, you know what happened. You know what happened. Was there a shadowy figure that might have been Ned's father? There may have been a silhouette that was implied to be Ned's father. Just shows up. Do you have questions? Yes. Ma! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you have questions. Yeah. Can I answer them right now? Um, probably not. No. No. But yeah. So there that was the end. Of, that was the premiere. That was the season premiere. You okay? I'm um, pretty solid premiere i would say i the the writing felt a little off to me on this one i'm not sure if i'm making things up or not but there was something that was some like there was a lot of good stuff in this episode like a lot of like you know reveals information and stuff that was in it um I, something about it though didn't feel like the writing didn't feel as tight to me and i'm not sure if that's if i'm like projecting anything or not but um just in some of the way like some of the cadences were a little loose because this is a show that's like very like tightly written mm-hmm. and some of the things felt like a little like OOC at times. Um, what is OOC? Out of character. Out oh, like um, uh... just like just like in some of like the like the dialogue. Okay. And, and stuff, but it's 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 subtle. Uh, but some of it just like felt like not as like because the the first season, especially the the pilot, was like super tight in how it was written. Um, it it gets back into it in the in the next episode, but I think it was like they kind of were apart and then came kind of came back together. Yeah. Um, so that it was like a very subtle thing, but it just like I don't know, it felt like a little different, which is what I was when I said in the first episode of the first season I was worried about because it is so stylistically written and very tight, but it's easy to kind of fall out of that. I think they they started but they came back. Um so just like certain things in this episode felt like not as like I do kind of wonder if because they had a lot of stuff to reveal. Yeah. Maybe that did it because like sometimes like if you have a lot of plot to go on, it's hard to. They they put more focus on like the stuff they had to get done rather than like. Yeah. The I guess style. I didn't really notice. Like it still kind of felt like tied to me. Mm-hmm. And like it felt like some characters. It, like, I feel like most of the stuff they weren't doing was out of character. It's mainly just like they're trying to progress. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think like with Chuck, like at, like the first season, she was kind of like trying to figure out like life and now she's like wants to be independent. Right. Which like, you know, good for her. Mm-hmm. So I think like that's kind of like a new step. Like they're like try- I think maybe it's not trying to figure out like where all these characters are gonna go this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we had to like kind of set them on their path. So you kind of have to like, like just push them. And be like, all right, go here. Yeah, go. But yeah, otherwise, good stuff. Yep, good stuff. So I don't know how much trivia we have. Um, the funny thing uh, with Betty B's, they called Happy Time Temp Agency. Mm-hmm. Which is a the company that George Last from Dead Like Me worked at, which was another Brian Fo- that uh, other Brian Fuller yeah, show yeah. that I still haven't seen. Nice, I'll watch it eventually. Um, Flight of the the song Flight of the Bumblebee 
was like playing throughout the show. Oh, how would I miss that? Maybe when the bees are coming up, because I missed it too a couple yeah, times. Yeah, maybe we just we didn't have the sound loud enough. Um, and then the culture emphasis was sound of music. Yes, we we got got that. Yep. So that's basically it for the premiere. Yeah, I guess Yay. I never really noticed like the what the writing wasn't as tight, but I think it's kind of like introducing where we're gonna go this season with yeah. some stuff. Because mm-hmm. it looks like a lot might be going on. Yeah, I think there's some. There might be some things occurring. You okay? I think I'm okay. Okay. You want to go to the circus? We should. Uh, let's go to the circus. Do you wanna? This Tell me, do you wanna go? Crazy. I was gonna do a great show reference. I wouldn't have gotten it because I haven't seen it. I forget the lyrics to the one song, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Half the song. Anyway. Yay. So we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 2, Circus Circus. Circus Circus. Yay. Yay. Woo. Stay tuned. Episode 2, Circus Circus. Circus Circus. There certainly was a circus. Actually, the title is very misleading because there's only one circus. I feel like it's not two Is circus. that a reference to something? I think it is. Okay. But I don't know what. I don't know if it's going to say in the... Was that the name of a Cirque du Soleil show? I don't know. No, oh no. No, Circus Circus is the... Uh... Is Circus Circus the, the Las Vegas Hotel? I gotta look it up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a hotel uh, and casino in Vegas. I've been there. Why? Because I was in Las Vegas. Okay. And you just go, you just visit all the casinos in Vegas. You can go if you're a minor, because I was a minor at the time. But you can't, like, step off the path. There's, like, a path that you have to stay on if you step off the path. It's illegal. Okay. So. What if you have, like, a two-year-old and they step off the path? Are they going to, like, arrest you for that? <laughs> Tackle the child to the ground. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, they're just going to be like, they're just going to be like, excuse me, sir, you can't be there. <laughs> So in the past, uh, Ned decides to run away from school, and he's got a little stick with a bandana on it. Yeah, he's he's going old school, but but Godspeed, Neddington. <laughs> Neddington? Neddington. Paddington? Neddington. Anyway, um, so but he runs into a uh, like a class, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a teacher, and she sees like a nest in a tree, and she wants to like like get the birds down to show the Leave kids. Leave the birds alone. Probably, but like, you know, she, she had a good heart. She, she did. So then Ned decides to help out and sees that, oh no, the birds are dead. Yeah. So then he decides to do a good deed and bring them back to life. And for the kids, what can go wrong? The law of equivalent exchange. Something of equal value must be lost. Because it turns out that the uh, class was also like taking care of some other birds. Yeah. They're, and now they they're nursed some them back to health. It's very beautiful. So now they're dead. And they're dead. Mm. And then Ned's, and then the kids are all traumatized. Yeah. And then Ned's upset because he's like new beginnings. No, yeah. it just leads to sadder endings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Ned has some some unresolved issues regarding the concept of change. Speaking of change, time to face the change. Uh, he's living alone again because, as we mentioned, Chuck moved out. Moved out. To be next door. To be next door. But it's still, he's alone in an apartment again, which mm-hmm. he is sad about. Yeah. 
basically, but Chuck really likes living alone, mm-hmm. and she's enjoying it, and Ned doesn't want to, like, disillusion her happiness. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, saying that he's happy with it, too, even though he's clearly not, not, and he needs to tell his feelings. He needs to talk about how he's feeling about things. They can sort it out. It'll be fine. Anyway, so then uh, Emerson's at his office, and he's just kind of chilling out, knitting, and a cigar. Yeah. It's, like, it's a fine way to spend an evening. Yes. And then we get uh, somebody comes into his office. Her name is uh, Georgina Heaps. And uh, she's coming in, and uh, actually this is a difference for uh, other episodes. It's not a murder investigation. Right. It's a runaway investigation. Yes, it's a missing person, which is which is definitely different. Yeah, so case. basically she's coming in because her daughter Nikki has run away, mm-hmm. who's a te- is like a teenager, and, you know, and the police aren't into it because she's a runaway, even though I think nowadays you still have to look into it because... Yeah, because it's a child... <laughs> Like, I know, like, in the 60s, nobody cared. Right, right. Or in the 70s. But still, like, nowadays, you have to check it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like, Georgina is not good at, like, the mother's not good at showing emotion. Yeah, she she says that she's experiencing emotion, but she's not, like, showing it. Yeah, but then Emerson doesn't really want to take it until she punches him in the gut with the, don't you have a child? Yep, she, pull, she pulls the, did you ever have a child? Mr. Emerson gone. And he's like, oh, all right, all right, Ugh. fine. You got me. So we take the case of the runaway. Yes. And for some reason, Ned and Chuck are involved, even though there's no dead body yet. Yet. That's what I was wondering. Like, he does, like, Emerson, like, in the beginning, there's no, like, why are, we, why are you talking about it now? Mm-hmm. Or, like, with these people? I guess because, like, they're still in the deal, like, they're still in, like, this deal, even though we're not looking for a dead body yet. Right. So, but they're involved. Anyway. So sweet Nikki runs away. She like that's what we're told. Like she's a sweet kid, doesn't like to be alone, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. We're trying to figure out and like Emerson has done a little bit of research and and talking to her friend, uh, Randy Jean and didn't get anywhere. So then Chuck decides to talk with her. Because there's a difference between yeah. Big scary like private investigator. Just like Hey girl. Hey girl. So that's what she does basically and just gets her to like talk about What's going on? And it turns out that um, Nikki ran away with her boyfriend, Rock, or with a guy, Rocky, who's like in entertainment, and she wants to be a big star. Mm-hmm. So she runs away with, we find out that Rocky's a mime? Yes. She ran away with a mime to be a big star? That's where it's at these days. Is it? In the circus. Is it? Even less now. Even probably less so now. Yeah. 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 But he's, but, you know, he's good at what he does. But we find Rocky, and uh, he dead. Oh, yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a murder thing, but here we are with somebody murdered. Yep, and apparently he's been dead for a week, and uh, we wake him up. And uh, at first he's, like, doing the miming stuff. Yeah. Until Emerson's like, shut up. <laughs> and then he, then he kind of comes clean and, and kind of... Tells the story. But he thinks that his makeup was poison, which kind of, like, if you saw his face, there was, like... Yeah, it's all bumpy. Yeah, but uh, it turned out that they were... Nikki and Rocky were a couple. I'm wondering now about the age thing. I was, like, kind of thinking about that, because I couldn't tell how old he was. He looked pretty young. Yeah, he looked, like, young, but, like... But, like, we're told that Nikki's a teenager. Right, but he didn't look, like, not an adult young, though. He looked, like, in his 20s, I'd say. Yeah, right. And she's a teenager. Yeah, well, he's dead. Don't think about it. All right. That's fine. 
Or maybe he was like, eight, I don't know. Either way. Either way. But, uh, so yeah, we now have a murder. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the only one in this episode. Boy, I hope so. No. Mm, it's not. Yep. And uh, we can also see, like, through, like, this whole thing, and uh, he tries to do the boxing, and then Ned just, like... Because time runs out. Time runs out of it, but then we're wondering, is Ned becoming a bit passive-aggressive? Mm, a little bit. Because especially at this point, also, uh, because Ella's not there, somebody needs to watch the buy hole, so we're making Chuck do it, and she's kind of like, why can't I? Right. Because and and, she thinks that Ned's mad at her because mm-hmm. of moving out, and mm-hmm. he says no, but we know. But we know. So, uh, let's go to the circus. You want to go to the circus? Uh, let's go to the circus. The circus of fun. Yay. No? No. Have you ever been to a circus? Oh, God. It's been a very long time. I went when I was a very, very little kid yes. once. I think, I don't know. I think like. I don't remember. I just, I remember sitting in the stands. I don't remember what was going on below. I remember waiting for the show to start. I don't remember anything that happened once the show started. I've been to one circus in my life. I mainly went to rodeos. Mm. But uh, I do remember that a clown gave me like a paper heart thing. Nice. It's like a nice thing. And that's why I'm not afraid of clowns. Ah, because a clown was nice to you. Yep. It's all about. I've never had bad experiences with clowns. No, I've met a couple clowns, like actual clowns. They were very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But some some very nice clowns. I'm sure Pennywise is a lovely clown. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to the circus of fun, but Chuck's not going because she has to watch Spy Hole. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe because Ned's mad at her a little, little bit. Like a little bit. A little bit. He's because he can't talk about his feelings. Nope. But anyway. Um, but also, while Chuck's just, like, watching the pie hole and eventually decides, like, I'm just going to close because I don't really feel like it, Vivian pops up because she's alone again. Yeah. And she's sad. And she just wants to do something. And she wants pie. She wants pie. Yep. Really wants some pie. Who doesn't? Because, uh... We find out that Lily is back at the nunnery and with with Olive again, mm-hmm. and Olive's still trying to figure out her life there with all of these prayer sessions that are going on. There's a lot of prayer. That's that's not like totally untrue though, because like nuns like pray a lot, like they're praying for hours on end a day. Yeah, yeah. I think we could probably talk about Olive's stuff real quick. She's basically trying to figure out if she's supposed to be like an epiphany. Right, like if like all the self reflection, everything is supposed to like have like a light bulb moment. I don't know what that's gonna be, but what? But like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, and she's like talking, and then she sees Lily again, and then uh, at one of the prayer sessions, Lily tries to take back everything that she said. She, oh, it's really funny because she's like, she's like, actually, everything that I said is a lie. But I'm still Chuck's mother. Yeah, because you can't really. That's a hard one to. Get yourself out. I think of. she's more upset about the fact that she slept with her sister's fiance. Mm-hmm. Like that's the big thing that she's like truly upset about. Yeah. And saying like, but I never slept with Charles. Charles, and then, but then Chuck's like, what did then? I was like, then why did you make him? What? It's like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. It's right. It's like it's like you know I didn't didn't even sleep with him, but convinced him that it was his job. But, but why would he be convinced if you didn't sleep with him? And you're like, ah, right, yeah, mm. nope. Fair point. Fair point. And then also, like, since Lily's still there, they have to eat the porridge. And uh, also, we should mention Lily snuck booze into her Bible. She has, a, she has a little booze pocket cut out of the Bible. And then Olive does have an epiphany mm-hmm. about saying, like, don't, like, because this thing, like, about like, leaving stuff behind, it's kind of maybe just, like, cling a little bit, like, you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that she's also saying to hide the secret that she's still in love with the pie maker. Mm-hmm. I just want her, I mean, I just want her to be happy. 
I she just deserves to be happy. Yeah, like I I mean I don't know what's I don't know what what's gonna happen or what could have happened if the show continued. Mm-hmm. And like there would maybe there would have been a love triangle. I don't know. That kind of thing. But like can't all just be happy. Can't she just be happy? And maybe not in a nunnery. Like if you're if you're a nun, I don't know if you're watching this. I, <laughs> if if you're a nun watching this from a nunnery, how's the Wi Fi? Is it good? Like, what kind of service are you getting? I keep thinking of, like, that scene in Doctor Strange where they got the Wi-Fi password. Like, <laughs> we're not savages. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but just, like, hey, how, how's it going? Um, we say some pretty sacrilegious stuff, so apologies. Well, I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to say sacrilegious yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's 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 true. I, I'm, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm vague. Um, you okay? I'm, I'm good. I like your shoes. Thank you. I keep wanting to get, like, fun Converse, and then you I... Gotta get, you gotta get them. They're not really good for, like, working out, though. Oh, no, don't get them to work out. That's I did actually have tie-dye Converse. I don't know. If, I think I might have thrown them out, but I had tie-dye Converse, mm-hmm. and they had, like, uh, like kind of, like, hippie patches on them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm getting back into watching Doctor Who, and I kind of want some Doctor Who Converse. Not going to lie. Anyway, we're going to the circus. Let's go to the circus. It's not a good circus. It's going to be... A, oh, no. This is, like... This is, like, a... Like your stereotypical like carny kind of circus. It's not even like like a big, huge production. It's like basically a bunch of carnies, <laughs> which makes me wonder how are they still in business, or is it because it's like cheap? Probably because it's it's cheap. Well, the labor's cheap, as we eventually find. So they they're not they unionized. They're not union. They <laughs> we don't even have dental. Um, so they don't even have dental. But um, so yeah, I'm sure they don't pay them a lot, and it's probably cheap entertainment. So just. Cheap all around. Yep. So then we're going into the uh, trailer for the owner, the owner, run, the guy who runs it. Yeah. We're going to see him. The ringleader. But then also we meet an acrobat named Pierre. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very, I can't do a French accent. <laughs> I don't want to attempt it. I'm going to mess it up really bad. Yeah, he's very French. Very French. Yeah. Aw, don't you miss, like, traveling? <laughs> do you miss places? I do. Do you, do you miss doing things? I do. Outside? Because I sure as hell do. Um, I want to travel. I'm a Sagittarius. I wasn't meant for this. Um. <laughs> you really weren't, considering, like, how, like, germaphobic you are. Uh, yeah. In so many other ways. But, um... But anyway, so we meet him, and then, uh... We meet the okay, ringleader? I think he's a ringleader. Is that what they're called? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Meet our PT Barnum. We meet, yeah, Mr. Mr. Barnum himself in the flesh. What was in that P what does PT stand for? I don't know. Periwinkle Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Do we need to look it up? Can we just say with Periwinkle Thompson? I'll well you're editing this. Maybe we can like yeah, well, let's do, like, one of our, our classic witty clothes fact checks where we make up shit and then realize in the editing process God, that was you're mad today. I swear to God. I, I don't mean to. I, was, <laughs> I know. I think I was, I was, um, I was on a Zoom call with my, um, with one of my best friends yesterday, and it's the one friend I'm, I'm very, like, um, uh, potty mouth with, so I think I'm still, I'm still holding over from that. Which is weird, because I feel like you'd be more potty mouth with me, because you've met me. Yeah, um... You've been around my house, and yeah. you've seen, yeah. you've heard people curse in this house. I don't because I think I try not to be super salty on this this program. That's true, um, but that's why. But, so that's why I think I reserve myself. But I I really do 
I swear like a sailor um, <laughs> in other situations. Anyway, pushing daisies, the circus. Pushing. So like the circus. It's not a great, circuses aren't great. It's not great. So this ringleader guy is uh, not very helpful. He's not very helpful. He says he doesn't know it. Although his secretary is like snort giggling mm-hmm. whenever he makes a joke and then when he's lying. Mm-hmm. So then uh, as, they're, as Ned and Emerson are leaving, we find this out, and then Ned tries to go in to talk to her after the drunk cannon guy. <laughs> there's some good gags in this episode. Oh, there's yeah, there's there's some good ones. It's like it's there's some silly stuff that's really fun. So then we meet the secretary. Her name's Miss DeJong, mm. and uh, basically, uh, she knows some stuff about um, Nikki. Basically, basically saying like she's not as good of a girl as they've been hearing, mm-hmm. and that uh, she's based she's working with the clowns, like apprenticing with them. And uh, she was apprenticing the head clown, Jackie Johnny. Jackie Johnny. And they all left the night before. Mm-hmm. So then we decide uh, to drive that road and we uh, find a clown's mask. And there's a clown wig in the in this like river. Yeah. And a clown car in the... And a clown car. What could be inside of the clown car? Clowns. Clowns. A lot. So many. I still wonder, like, that illusion of, like, give a tiny clown car and then a bunch of clowns pop out. Yeah. I guess there must be, like, tra- like something in there that can fit. Or they're just squished in. We gotta look this up after we're done, because I actually really want to know. I have to look it up now. Um, yeah, how does the clown car gag work? Uh, by simply removing all of the car's internal components, including the door panels and the headliner and any interior barrier to the truck, and then fill it out in large spaces with as many clowns as possible. So they just, they gut the car. They gut the car. And then they basically put people where all the machinery should be. Yes, but that car didn't look that gutted. No, but. It, it might have been a joke. It's part of the gag, which is which is very funny because you saw it coming. But so there's like, just like a bunch of, now there's a dead mime and a bunch of dead clowns. Just, the, it has, it's a straight up massacre of clowns. Like, which is, I feel like some people are probably happy about because, you know, dead clowns. Some people really hate clowns. They're, I don't, they're fine. They, I know there's been some killer clowns in the world. Oh, yeah. And then there was that weird thing where there was a bunch of really scary-looking clowns hanging out back in 2016. Remember when we thought that was the worst it could get was when we had a bunch of scary clowns just, like, walking around in 2016? Um, times have changed. So, anyway. But, yes. But, no, these clowns are these clowns are fine. They have – in this show, they have a tendency to be, like, um, silly drunkards. But, um, yeah, but uh, rest in peace, clowns. Okay, so it says here there's 15 dead clowns. 15 dead clowns. There's like a little other bit with uh, Emerson and Nikki's mother. Mm-hmm. But then also we cut back to the morgue and we're trying to find Jackie Johnny. Yeah. And uh, Chuck comes this time. And uh, so they find Jackie Johnny and uh, they want to find out where Nikki is. And it turns out that Nikki, was, Nikki wasn't in the car, thank God. Right. And that she had to stay behind. Because they were, uh, they made, they kind of were joking around with this one audience member named uh, Bryce Von Dinas. They made a limerick about his name. There once was a man named Von Dinas. They said he had a very large head. Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so they basically, so the joke was, I think we find out later that like they they were making up the limerick. The audience was, like, throwing pies at him, I guess. And then also they brought him back with, like, a horse. Oh, uh, to, to shower him, except it wasn't a shower. It was... With some laxatives involved. It was gross. Laxatives involved in a horse named Peppers. Nope. So now they're thinking, like, oh, this sure. guy would have a bone to pick with these clowns. Yeah, I would understand. 
So they try to get him to the pie hole to like talk about that, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't. Or like he didn't do it. Basically, but we find but out he has an alibi. He has an alibi with his kids, mm-hmm. and then we also find out that uh, Nikki didn't wasn't with the clowns, but she had to stay behind to clean them up, and then ran off. So then now we're thinking, did Nikki kill the clowns? Right, because like she was in the car, she was in a car that was going after the clowns, and they were run off the road. So it could have been her. Yep. Um, we're still having like a little fight with like Chuck and Ned about what's going on because mm-hmm. like Chuck's kind of wondering like what come like her answer going on trips like what's going on yeah and then Ned's like well they're moving on and then she's like but I can't and then Ned's like eh. <laughs> and Ned's like well, yeah I don't understand yeah and then uh, Emerson comes over to figure out some stuff and they drink tea and they're kind of like having like some talk like talking about like his daughter and also like. Ned kind of wants to talk about what's going on with him. Right. And Emerson's like, nope. <laughs> but then she kind of brings, and then Emerson realized something that Nikki's mom said, which is that uh, she doesn't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. So she, so he's like trying to think, I don't think she left the circus. Right. And then we go back to the circus, and uh, we find out that uh, from the ringleader guy that uh, Nikki was spying on the clowns for him. Because they wanted health care. Because they wanted to form a union, those terrible, terrible people. Because <laughs> they wanted better pay. Yeah, well, we find out that... Uh, and health care. That there was, like, a bunch of people like, looking for, like, jobs and stuff. Or, like, Rocky was trying to, was going to that circus to find a job. Mm-hmm. But that was posted. They found out about the job, like, days before the clowns died. Right. So. So it's some, it sounded like they were planning. To get rid of the clowns. But the ringleader guy said he was planning on firing them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. And edit and murder. And then we find, and then Ned's trying to apologize about being overprotective and, like, not wanting Chuck to leave and that he doesn't, like, change. The whole the whole theme of the episode is change. It's And, happy. like, having a new beginning. Correct. But it's not like I kind of, like, I read, like, Ned and stuff. He's just kind of somebody who doesn't like change and is very, mm-hmm. has some anxiety issues over life. Yeah, because in his mind, change only brings about worse things. Like, even if he's in a bad situation, when things change, that means they're only going to get worse. To be fair. He, he has experience with that. Most of his life's kind of... I mean, he got a pie hole. He got the pie hole, yeah. He got the pie good. hole, so that's something good. So then we find out that, and then... So we find out that Nikki was a spy, mm-hmm. and we're kind of wondering, so, but, like, who else would know about this? Right. So then we're thinking, like, did anybody else, like, was somebody else was probably hearing, Mm -hmm. and then who's going to, like, move it around was the acrobat guy, Pierre. And then we also go into, like, this prize area, and we find Nikki, and she's in a monkey costume? Yeah, in a big, big old costume. She was was hiding very well. She was. And then, yes, we said, like, she never left the circus and never was being really nice about it, that kind of thing. And then also she gets kidnapped by Pierre, Mm -hmm. and we find out that basically he also doesn't, like, change. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And didn't want the clowns to leave, and then he accidentally ran them into the river. Because if they were in a union, <laughs> it would be it would be bad. But then he did kill the mime. He did kill Rocky because... To make it think make it look like the clowns did it. And then the, nobody else wanted the jobs, and everything could stay the same. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so then he's basically trying to, like, kill Nikki, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then also there's, like, a weird, like, brief moment where Chuck reads a terrible poem that Rocky wrote to Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, but it's sweet. It's sweet. And then Ned hits Pierre in the head with a baseball, and then Nikki falls into a net. Mm-hmm. So safety is good. 
It's circus. It's the circus. Um, but yes, yeah, so so Nikki um, is is you know it seemed like she was going to be the killer, but she was not. Emerson believed in her. Hooray! Yay! So then we uh, Nikki gets returned to her mother, and Emerson's just kind of like, can't, like just like love what you have. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. People grow up. And then he's kind of also like wondering, like, like will he, be, uh, if he ever finds his daughter, is he gonna recognize her? Mm-hmm. But like from what they said when uh, he was talking with Ned, we basically find that his wife ran off, ran off with the baby, with the daughter like seven years ago. Yeah. So I don't think she'd be that. I mean, we don't know like what age she was when they ran off, right? But like she might not be that old. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Olive's still in the nunnery, and there's a pit bottle of alcohol and a big, <laughs> which is funny. And then. Uh, Ned and Chuck do like a weird foreplay thing. Yeah, they they like they like introduce themselves. They like when in the morning they like, introduce themselves and they're like, "Oh, hello, my name is Sun Tzu." Oh, hello. And I was like introducing them, like they're saying like who they are. Mm-hmm. Like Ned's there. He wakes pies and makes the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which he also kind of does. He makes the dead. I well sometimes if you bring something back for too long. Something else dies. So, and he wakes the pies because he, he yeah. saves the rotting fruit. So he really does wake pies and make the dead. I think sometimes. he's just trying to like be okay with like what he has right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's cute, and it kind of feels like a nice little like. I think like people. I think people were mentioning like Amelie. Like that's what they're getting. I think you might have mentioned that with like the vibe and stuff, which means okay, I gotta yeah, watch yeah. Amelie at some point. Money. Um. Yes. So that's where we are right now. Hooray! Yay! The end. The end. What'd you think? Um, I like this episode. I think. Um, I like. Uh, I really like Emerson as a character because I, I don't know. I don't know why I like Emerson so much as a character. I think because he's very like no nonsense in a very like whimsical world. Is I don't know why that always speaks to me, but it does. Um, and so just like his no nonsense, but then we find a little bit more about him, um, and his motivations, uh, regarding his own daughter. Um, and so I, I really like that part of the episode, but yes. And you know, themes of change. Yep. Word. Um, so yeah, I like, I like this episode. Um, this one, I was less noticing like some of the things that felt like Mm -hmm. weren't gelling in the last episode. There weren't as a lot of like big reveals in this one. I mean, there was some like real stuff, like some of the hashtag drama, but this one felt like a little tighter to me. So not necessarily in a way that's better because I think there was a lot just going on in the last episode that I, I liked. Um, but this one just felt like more so returning to like a steadier flow of the first season. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah, it's a good episode. Well, I think I think it's like with the premiere, like obviously you have to like remind everybody what's going on and like you want to like set you have to, I think there was definitely more setup in the first episode and this mm-hmm. one they're kind of like, all right, we got everything. Let's like, go. Yeah. Like we're here. All right. Gas in the car. Let's go. Hooray! Yay! Uh, trippy. Uh, there's yeah. not like a ton. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but like the scene where Lily's like driving, mm-hmm. they just took that from another episode. Oh, really? The episode pi- with the pigeon. Yeah. So that was just like a bit, from, and they just like darkened it a bit to make it look like it was nighttime. Nice. I don't know, like, I didn't notice that when I first watched it, but then I noticed in this one, because I was aware of it, that all his hair's different. It's like shorter. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's not really much else. But, uh, yeah, I really like this episode. Uh, there's a circus. There's a circus. Which uh, we're not really too keen on. So that's all right. 
fine. As long as you don't abuse animals or people. Yeah, right. Don't abuse people or animals. Yeah, don't abuse animals. We still haven't seen The Greatest Showman. No. I'm not, I'm not really itching to see it. I know some people are, like, obsessed with it, but, like, it's not, like... I just... It didn't... It kind of sounds like it might be fun. Yeah, it's totally like a fun... I mean, I like, I like a good musical, um, but, like, it's not, like, super on the priority list. Yeah, but you have Disney+, Plus. you can just watch Hamilton. It's true. Because that's... There's nothing controversial about any of the characters in that show, ever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah anyway musicals they're good they're good <laughs> don't know what else to say about that i miss i you know what i miss the theater yeah i miss going to the theater and me too and i was like i actually found you know the musical moulin rouge like the yeah so i found that i found like they made like a music video for uh the song come what may mm. so yeah by the way can we talk about the tonys real quick Oh, what even's going on with the Tonys? They not they announced the nominees. Well, but there's not. Isn't like only there is like. Well, I heard that... who is the only one nominated for best actor in the musical. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, not that I don't love him because he's I love him. Yeah, he, he's very talented. It probably should have gotten a Tony already. Right. But like but now he's like guaranteed one. It's but they're saying like he might not even win, and I'm like. What do you do then? At, at what point is it like okay to just say we're just gonna skip this one? At what point do you just go? I don't know. At what point do you just go like we're just gonna combine last year and this year into one? Because I might not know when the theater's coming back. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, but then exactly because the theater shut down early, um, and then hopefully we'll get it back by end of next year. Um, and so then you combine it into one year. I it's hope great. so because I feel bad for those actors. Oh, I feel so bad for pe- uh, not just the actors but people who work in the theater pr- in the production because like what are they doing? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm Facebook friends with some of those people. Like, I can tell you, they're struggling, um, right. and so I feel I feel really bad for them. But um, I do, but I do want to see. I've seen like listen to some stuff from like the Mulan Ridge musical or the show because like I enjoy the movie. I have issues with the ending, but I enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And like they definitely, I think what I like about it is that because like obviously the big thing with that musical is that they just add a bunch of songs. Right. So this one they kind of like added like more modern songs, which I think works for the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was watching that, and then, yeah, that was the weird thing with the Tonys. I'm like, why did you only nominate, did, was there no, there was other musicals. Right. With men in it, I'm assuming. Yeah, maybe they just, like, didn't submit. Like, maybe? They just, like, didn't. But it's going to be really weird if Aaron, t- I think it's Tibet, I don't know how to say his last name, doesn't win. Yeah. That's going to be real weird. <laughs> Can you imagine you're the only one up for category, and they're just like, uh, Tony goes to, we just going to skip this year. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for watching the Tonys. It's been great. We'll see you next time. Awesome. So long. Are they like? Is it gonna be like honest? Are they gonna perform? Right. It's just probably like like somebody in their like. Well, I kept saying with like theaters, why don't they like start doing a thing where like you do perform, like you do like a performance, like you ever obviously you like make sure because like they're doing like shows where like they're not being social distancing because obviously they're making sure that everybody's safe, right? And like that kind of thing. But then, like, why don't you just, like, film it and, like, put it out somewhere? And you can get, make money like that. Yeah. I mean, you need to hire you different, should. like, filming people for that, obviously. But then you would employ some people who do that stuff. For exactly. So. I don't know. They'll think about it. Anyway. About do you want to read some comments? Yeah. Like, what? Um, we've got, how many comments we have since? I don't since know. Since the last time. Since the last time? 
since last time we read some comments. I, um, think, I think our buddy Zom came back. And he we're did. Like, hey, Zom, what's up? How's it going? I forget where we ended. Shaisa. Okay. Moment, Mal. Oh, I, just, I know. I saw stuff with Zom where he's like, "Time to catch up on y'all reviews." <laughs> hey, what's up? Thanks for watching. Always happy to have you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Zom commented a lot, so thank you. Thanks. Uh, he said he didn't see uh, the pushing days are dead like me until they ended in the marathon. Them. Uh, he says that he's that were fun to listen to, and that he was catching up while he was working on a book with his friend. What kind of book? Yeah, what, what kind of book? What are you writing? I like to write. So like, what do you what again? She's writing the Great American Novel. It's right it's, now. Um, I mean, it's it's a book. I think I asked you. Do you ever go back and edit those novels? I'm like to make because um, I know like with the with the month you yeah. don't focus on editing. Correct, because or else you'd be so screwed. Yeah, yeah. To to a degree, um, I'll go back usually like January and I do like a an edit where I it's just like grammatical. Um, it's mostly grammar and then some stuff sh- switching around. Um, I haven't done like a hardcore, like, like full, like second draft style edit where I like cut chapters and like do this and do that. I, like there's stories I want to do that with because I think they're 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 something. Because um, I because I'm like I'm not popular in the internet, but I got got like a sort of a little bit of a following um so there's some things like that i think are worth cleaning up but i just haven't done that yet because it's second drafts are hard for me because i like i like know what i have to do but then i like look at it and i'm like but i can't touch that just i can't can't get rid of that <laughs> so um well, I, do, I do like edit for for grammar and then like you know mm-hmm. a very base level editing but then we can get them back and then you can self-publish them what could go wrong <laughs> A lot, um, a lot. Okay, no. yeah. I'd, I'd, it's funny. I self publishing is definitely like an option, but I I've never had any desire to self publish. Like if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm publishing, like somebody's picking me up and we're we're doing it. Like we're we're jumping. We're doing the whole thing. Um, I have to say because I haven't actually done it. Um, oh. uh, Dara's good taste in shows. Thank you. I'm curious for what other shows are have that she has planned. Several. Oh, you do. You do have. You, you I've have. got like at least like the next like two years planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what your next show is gonna be. Um, I don't even know what my. St- I, I've been. We're almost on this show. I know. I've been back and forth on a few for a while. You um, do know that. I bet that you do know. Like, if you could just pick a show, and even if we don't, and the other two, we're probably gonna do eventually. Yeah, it's it's. There's a few different factors going in. I don't and I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, I mean, you only so. got probably like. I mean, probably not. We'll probably finish this show by the end of the year. Well, probably January, January. at this point, um, which is like. Always when we finish shows, which is very funny. No, um, it's very funny that this is a- well. This one, I think, if we didn't have like that giant gap, we probably would have finished this by like now, probably. Yeah. If there wasn't that, you know, whole twenty twenty happened thing where we like we it was like I think it was five it was five whole months where we didn't see each other, which is which is wild. Yeah. Um. Very funny though because we first because the the. Last time we recorded before break was our live stream, March 15th. It was Ides of March. Um, that Friday was a Friday the 13th. Um, and we were recording this right after a Friday the 13th. I don't know. I just thought that was funny somehow. Um, but just it was right before everything shut down. And now everything's bad again. Um, so cases are like super bad, especially in our state. So it's fun. Um, stay inside, please. Unless you can't. because Unless you're an essential worker. Like we are. Yep. Um, we're, we're essential, which is great, but also 
fun. Anyway, uh, oh, here's a comment. I don't think we read this one um, from the pilot from Nick Dornkamp. Okay. Um, which is, I, I just watched the entire first season and I kind of regret not watching this when I was eight. Uh, well, no time like the present to binge watch it. Uh, having just finished the first season, it's like a combination between Tim Burton, Wes Anderson, and Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, the latter of which is, is, is an executive producer on the show. Yeah, and he directed the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, so thanks for, for joining, Nick. I hope you continue to, to watch our things, um, and I hope you're having a good time. Yep. Um, I think somebody else mentioned that we should watch, the, if we like this, we should watch the stuff Psych, which I've never seen. Do you know I've what that a, is? I've seen a couple episodes. Sorry, I had to think about that. Maybe you're the one who needs to watch that show then. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't think I was in it enough to like, act, like go back and watch the whole thing. Okay, it's uh, nothing wrong with Sega. Just like it's like, it's you know, it's it's fine. I've always wanted to watch it and then just never did. And also, I totally thought of when I thought of that. I was definitely thinking of Monk when I said that. But Monk and Psych are very similar to me in terms of like they were out at the same time. I think they're both processes. on USA. Yeah, it's like which like solid crimes, but like in a quirky way. Which like USA like makes both not re- like forgettable shows and then really good shows at the same time. I think that's what the channel's known for. Yeah. Right. Right. Because there's like what like suits and like covert affairs. <laughs> And I think Monk and Psych are like considered the good shows, but then they also had Mr. Robot, which is a great show. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm trying to rewatch Mr. Robot because I want to do that show eventually. But like, mm-hmm. I think like yeah, but you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to rewatch it now. Yeah. Um, on and also another uh, comment on our pilot. Um, Porpoise Power says Truckun strikes again. <laughs> I guess that's that's in re- relation reference to the fact that Digby gets hit by a truck. Um, so I don't know who Trekkun is, which is just funny. Oh, Porpoise Power comments a couple of times. Thanks, 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 Porpoise Power, Mr. or Miss or Mix Porpoise. Porpoise? It's not a porpoise. Don't think about it. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few comments. I'm trying to make sure I get everybody looking at our research. I just want to go because we're doing another episode, so I don't want to go through all of them right now. Uh, okay, okay, got it. All right, so... Yes. That's the end of this episode. Yay. First action fan reaction. Yay. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Please. Um, I was about to say rate, but that's you don't do that on the YouTubes. Uh, you used to back in the day. I remember back when YouTube had five star ratings. You're old. I am. And I'm older than you. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're liking this, please leave a like. Not a dislike, please and thank you. Try your best. You Leave a comment because we'll read it on here at some point. Once we do reread it on the show. It's and great. hopefully we'll remember where we landed. The f- we usually don't, but that's okay. And just, that's just comment again. And subscribe. We're really close to 560. Yay. But I want to get to 569. Hey. Because I'm 12. Um, I, I'm i really looking forward to when we have um, 42,069 subscribers. Because then we would have 42069. <laughs> uh, and I think it's doable. Um, but you have to help get us there. Yes, please subscribe. So do your part. Um, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash wittyclothes. Please like us there. Follow us. Whatever you do on Facebook, I don't know. Leave a comment. We might read it. We're not, we, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter, at wittyclothes. Um, you can tweet at us, retweet us, if because we, we usually post there. Um, and we might, if you tweet at us, we might read it on the if it's something good. 
We'll read or, it anyway. Or, or bad. We'll read it anyway. <laughs> we have fun. Um, um, we're on Patreon if you want to give us some money. We're actually working on some stuff that we'll announce next month, I would say. Yay. Well, not for some new like stuff exclusive for Patreon. Yeah. That might be fun. Um, we have an email, wittyclothes at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Yeah. I don't know what it would be, but just... Well, we've had some people, like, ask us questions about stuff. Yep. Um, somebody sent us a Orphan Black fanfic. Uh, yeah, the fan... It was great. It was a good one. It was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to listen to us on the audio only, we're on iTunes, where you can subscribe and rate and review us. And we're on Spotify. I don't know if we... I know we had, like, one review. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't I, I looked back a few times so that we haven't had much since. Uh, yeah. So that's okay. But we are on Spotify as well, so you can follow us there. Hooray. Yay. And I think that's it. That's pretty much it. But uh, so you, 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 know, you know what to do. Yep. So you know uh, join do. us next time. We're going to review season two, episode three, Bad Habits. Ooh. And episode, season two, episode four, Frescourt. I don't know what that means. Don't think about it. Okay. Okay. So I'm Dara Whitman. And I'm Kim Peace. Peace.